This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why, this is why, pop culture, politics, friendship, dating, work, parenting, news. This is why, the podcast. Welcome to the This Is Why podcast. I'm journalist, author, and comedy writer, Laura Lane. And I'm author and editor Angela Sparrow. You're the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we give best friend advice on topics including pop culture, news, friendship, dating, workplace dynamics, parenting, and whatever else is on your mind. This week's episode is called Socializing in a COVID World. We'll be answering your listener questions, including one listener who wants to know if she's being insensitive to her sister's coronavirus fears. And another listener who's figuring out if it's safe for her to attend a large wedding this month. What? No, it is not cool. There, it's answered. Uh, (laughs) Then we're talking about what's in the news, including Thandie Newton opening up about controlling Tom Cruise. I mean, what? No, how how controlling Tom Cruise oh, was to her. Oh, okay. Sorry. I didn't read what you had, your little That would news be really cool, correctly. though, if she could, like, mind control Tom I Cruise. I was excited. I was like, <laughs> Thandie Newton figured out how to control Tom Cruise. At um, least someone did. Other and, than Zenu. And then we're also... <laughs> And then we're also talking about uh, John Legend's cheating past. Don't worry. It's not as bad as you think. Uh, so some fun pop culture stuff at the end of the episode. But first, Angela, what has been going on this week for you? Well, on the topic of weddings during coronavirus, I heard the craziest story recently. Um, my friend was invited to a Zoom wedding, which, you know, to each their own personally, I was not interested in doing that for mine, but that she went not one. sound fun. Like literally Zooms that have more than three people suck. Right. And like I want to cry happy tears on my wedding day and I feel like a Zoom would make me cry sad tears. Oh, so depressing. So depressing. So to make it even worse, so most of those those Zoom weddings from what I have uh, experienced are just like you watch the ceremony via the Zoom and – Maybe afterwards, there's like a small gathering of people to like chat about the wedding. So she went to this one where they literally did breakout rooms for how the tables would have been set up. What? Oh, my God. That's so weird. Because I don't actually – like half the time, I don't actually talk to anybody that was at the table anyway. And what's even weirder is it's not like it was a wedding where she knew people. So it was her with a bunch of strangers that they like – put her in a private Zoom with. And I was like, that's the worst part of a wedding. Why Wait. Why did they recreate the worst part of a wedding? The worst part <laughs> of a wedding. I'm so glad that this was like not your friend. Otherwise, you would you would have to be like very sensitive about how you talk about it. But I'm really glad that this was like a friend of yours that went to the wedding so you can talk about how fucking stupid this is. It was like <laughs> – I hope it's okay that I'm talking about it because probably <laughs> sorry did I make prob- did I make you self conscious now no that was well, not it's probably it's such a specific thing I can't imagine it's been done that much I don't know maybe it has been I'm sure there's like some wedding blog out there that's like this is a great idea to do it'll recreate the feeling of being at a wedding but no. I'm here to tell you I don't love that idea personally no, it's really it's stupid there but, uh, done it's stupid it's really stupid. I, I've been very depressed about wedding stuff lately. I like I cannot watch Aww. movies with weddings. I cannot no. watch Say Yes to the Dress. Angela. I'm like, I'm just, yeah, I'm not in a good wedding place right now. So maybe that's why I'm just being a little bitter bitch about it. But I fell down a rabbit hole recently where I, I went on wedding Reddit to see like what other COVID brides are 
doing and it made me so much more depressed no. <laughs> that I had to back away. There's what are they doing? Insanity. I mean, so lots of people doing in-person weddings somehow, some way. I don't get it. But like uh, giving out, you know, masks to their guests, which like great. Uh, giving out – I read one girl was like, I'm giving out bracelets that are color-coded to indicate your comfort level with interacting with people. And I was like, I cannot think of a more depressing thing. Just delay your wedding. <laughs> Why are you doing wait, this? Wait, wait. Interacting. How about like everybody should just know to not interact. Right. I don't understand. Exactly. But I guess like, it's like, like – if you're I mean, if I saw anybody wearing a real like, wedding – If I saw that, anybody wearing like the red bracelet that's like, I'm totally fine, I'd be like, oh, that person's like an asshole that like doesn't mind potentially killing other people. But also once you're all inside in this like big event where people are like breathing and moving around, like it's you're done. Like you're, you're exposed. Done. You're done. You're uh, but the worst thing that I read was somebody wrote like, so I've told all my bridesmaids, um, if you're feeling symptoms, wear a mask. If you have a fever, stay at home. And I was like, if you're feeling symptoms, wear a mask. What? That literally <laughs> makes no sense. This, this is how people idiot. die. This is how people die. At large events, what because you're telling your bridesmaids they still have to come wrong. wear a mask. That's not how it works. That's um, not how it works at all. So yeah, I just kind of slowly shut my computer and I was like, "This isn't helping," and I walked away. Wow, that's yeah. special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll we'll see how things work out with my situation. But how are Thank you. How are you doing? Well, this episode's all about socializing in a COVID world, and we all have to kind of you know, make choices on a day-to-day basis. And it's all about risk management because at this point, when we were doing flatten the curve, it was literally like I would not walk into my hallway and I was scared to touch elevator buttons. And I'm actually still scared to touch elevator buttons. Actually, a friend sent me, I kind of like, I was sending her something and she's like, what do you want me to send you? We were like sending little gifts. And I was like, can you send me one of those things that keeps popping up on Instagram where it's like got a hook so I don't ever have to open a a doorknob like oh, I, I haven't seen that oh oh I have a tool that Nick and I use where we d- <laughs> we have a tool to touch elevator buttons and a tool to open doors so when we wow. when we step outside of our house we literally don't touch door handle doorknobs in our building or elevator buttons I just carry hand sanitizer with me but and we that, do the hand sanitizer We're that's a better crazy. though but you know but but uh, we're now leaving our apartment and we're like I'm still you know, we, we wear the mask. I will not go indoors. I don't grocery shop. I get stuff delivered. I'm like trying to like minimize the risk, but I've eaten outside at the restaurants a couple times. I talked about, I got my hair done. I was my hairstylist's very first client. So she hadn't been exposed to anybody else. And we both wore masks and like sanitized and all that, but we make choices. And so one of the things I, I did, I like thought about a lot was I, I did a mom's trip with Rilo to the beach and we like stayed in a hotel by the beach. And I went with um, another mom friend of mine and her baby who have been in my quarantine circle. So like I've seen her and, and like, yeah, we've just decided that like we're in each other's quarantine circle and we don't really see anybody else. Um, like there's like, yeah, maybe three families. Um, and, and we went and, and it was great. Like if you had told me three months ago, Angela, that I would ever stay in a freaking dirt, like a hotel, like what? I would have said, hell to the no. You are insane. The anxiety that I would have the whole time I'm there touching anything would surpass the enjoyment of it. But like, I don't know. Everybody was wearing masks. They said they like wiped down and sanitized everything. And then I 
because of the way where we stayed, like all of the rooms are in like a U, a U circle. It's not like a hotel hotel. It was like a very small, like little boutique that's like all one floor. Mm-hmm. And they're like almost like little tiny huts, but they're like connected. And it's all around this like outdoor garden. So I was able to like get outdoor air. I honestly felt like safer than I than I like do in my own apartment building where it's like 60 units like stacked on top of each other you know I was able to like breathe fresh air and like take my son to the beach and we had this really just beautiful bonding special mother-son like two days that I'll truly remember for the rest of my life and I'm sure people like I was like should I post about should I not maybe I shouldn't post about this I just like don't want people like judging me for like going on like a little day trip that even though we drove to it and it was like two hours away or it was like a two night trip. But like, I was like, oh, people are probably going to judge me for staying in a hotel, but like, whatever, I don't give a fuck. I like these, we had really beautiful memories and I like want to share how special they were and how cute it was with Rilo. Um, but I don't know. It just made me think about like socializing in a COVID world about how we all like make choices. And ultimately I like went and stayed in a hotel for two nights by the beach and it went and it went really great and I felt safe the entire time. And I honestly ended up feeling safer than I do in my own apartment. And, yeah. Well, yeah. at this point, I mean, obviously we are not doctors, scientists, whatever, get your information about this stuff. We get best friend advice. Yeah. Right. But at this point, um, it does seem like you don't have to worry as much about surfaces as you do just like about the people that you're interacting with. Right. So in terms right, of right. like a hotel or I mean so- still if somebody had like stayed there that morning with COVID like breathing up in my hotel sure. room like and I'm obviously not wearing a mask when I'm in my hotel room you know like that's not ideal and like not I'm I- sure like if they had touched something like it would not be great it would just not be a great situation like I yeah. could have the windows up whatever it would not be great and so you that's why they still say to do like the sanitizer and still wash your hands a ton a ton yeah. but, but you're like, right I'm, st- I'm still cleaning my groceries I'm still sanitizing my groceries when they come in I do. I'm not being as crazy as I was at the height of this but exactly. like I'm still Lysoling stuff down so yeah but like yeah you just have to for your own mental health it is important to find a way to safely get out and see people yeah yeah um and yeah if you can go to the beach and like maintain distance from other people yeah it was really it was really a wonderful trip and like I mean, like, I guess I won't know for two weeks, but like, but like, I think everything went fine. <laughs> well, I'm doing, I'm doing the same thing next week with uh, Ian's family. We're spending a week at the beach, and I've been like really, really, really stressed about it. Are you it. staying at a hotel also? We got a house, and the house oh. like emailed us about like their cleaning procedures. There's like a they, they like clean the hot spots three times. The hot spots being, I guess, like you know, doorknobs and things like that. Um, so, but I've been really stressed about it, and and. You know, we're doing all our grocery shopping ahead of time, so we're not, you know, we're just bringing it into the house, and the only thing we're doing is going to the beach, and we're only going to be together in the house. So ultimately, it's like safe. Uh, it's probably safer than going to a Brooklyn grocery store, which is something that I do. So, but I'm still like, oh my god, is this okay? But I'm just, I've tried to, you know, quarantine myself leading up to it, and when we get back, I'm going to quarantine again, and then after that, I would like to finally try outdoor dining. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Once that's that's my goal is I'm like if I can come back and safely quarantine and then I'm gonna try and do an outdoor dining thing. But yeah, we're all just doing our best. 
I truly never thought that I would do the outdoor dining. Like if you would, it's just weird how like, yeah, your priorities like they change. I would only you know? go to, I've seen places that have been very crowded and I would never feel safe doing that. But if I can go, you know, during an off hour and I would wear a mask in between my food arriving and not expose my server. I hope, ideally, I would love to go to a place where you order the food ahead of time and then like you don't have to There's a endanger lot. a server. It's just a lot. Yeah, yeah. The There's a restaurant near me that does that where you you order like through an through their website online. And I'm, I like that so much better. But I also like there. there's another restaurant I went to where like you order. There's like a, a little table where you order. And so, like, you're wearing a mask, they're wearing a mask, and then you go and sit at your table. And so you're yeah. never having to, like, talk at a server with wearing no mask, you know? I think that that's the way it should – they should all be doing it. For sure. Because when you sit at the table, it's like, you don't have to wear a mask, but, okay, you're – yeah, you're endangering your server. It's not cool. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know. That's That was my week. It was, like – it was the best trip ever. It was, like – it was so – it was so cute. Like, cuddling me in bed and, like, fell asleep on – my lap or fell asleep like on top of me uh, at the beach like on the beach we took a nap together it was just it was a beautiful weekend so was that rilo's first beach trip no no way no (laughs) okay he's been a traveling little buggy since he was a tiny man yeah um but But he enjoys it but he hasn't been in yeah he hasn't been like in over a year so i don't think he remembers (laughs) the other times he was yeah when you're a baby every day feels like a first (laughs) yeah exactly so it probably felt like the first trip to the beach. <laughs> Anyways, all right, we're going to jump into our mailbox. So first, let's take a quick sponsor break. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Squarespace. We love Squarespace and you will love it too. Keep dreaming, but make it a reality with the website from Squarespace. Make it stand out. Stand out with a beautiful website. That's what we tried to do when we were a scrappy little sketch show. And then as we grew... So did the little tabs. So did That's right. Well, the tabs, yeah. The menu. So did the menu, I guess I should say, on our website. We had like well, we, tickets where you could get tickets and schedule. And then what did we have? We had photos. We had merch very briefly. Do we still uh, have merch? I don't know. But I was thinking maybe we should update our merch with just like. I'm going to look right want, now. Does anybody want a shirt with our logo? A tote bag with our logo maybe? Let yeah, but it would just say this is why, which is like a weird out of context. The I think podcast. I mean, if you're a fan of the show, okay. I'm on our it. website right now. We have taken down our merch. We have taken All taken down this- our merch. <laughs> this went from a Squarespace uh, ad to a "Do you want this is why" merch survey. But the good thing about Squarespace is, if you do want that, it's very it easy would be for very us. Very easy. Yep. For us to update the website, so that's a good thing. But yeah, now we have like the podcast, the book. We have our we have a praise menu tab. <laughs> we do. If you just want to see people praising us, but Angela, get this: it's that is separate from the press tab. We have a praise tab and a press tab, not to be the, confused with each other. See, having a Squarespace website, we always say it legitimizes you, <laughs> and if you really want to drive it home. Just lay out every compliment anyone's ever given to you. Let's be honest. The real reason that you and I have a website is just for when we're feeling kind of down about ourselves. We can like go on our website and hear some nice things people said about us five years ago. I mean, it does work to cheer me up. (laughs) So that's all I can say. Success. Uh, If you would like to cheer yourself up 
with a website where you just compile every nice thing someone's ever said about you. It's really easy to do that because Squarespace gives you beautiful templates. They are created by world-class designers, so they're looking good. Um, they also have analytics that help you grow in real time. You can see, you know, who's clicking on what on your website. And if you ever get confused, there's 24-7 award-winning customer support. Check out squarespace.com slash single. Wait, no, it has to have changed, right? What is our, hold on. Maybe they didn't get the memo. No, it's still single. I was like, wait, is it, has it changed? No, you could, that's good. I kind of like that because then it just keeps it simple for people that are longtime listeners. Even though this podcast is not, this is why you're single anymore. You could still go, you could still go to squarespace.com slash single for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code single to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash single for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code single to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. All right, Angela, what do we have in the mailbox? Okay. First up, we have a, a question from an anonymous listener and they write, my sister experiences anxiety. With COVID-19, it has heightened drastically, especially with her now being eight months pregnant. I respect her decisions to keep far distances and to not see her as often. As restaurants, gyms, and other businesses start to open in our area, I'm excited to slowly get back to those places, of course, with masks and consideration of social distancing. So far, I've been to a restaurant and the gym, which my sister knows about. When I told her that I'm going to my parents' house this weekend, the she gym. Said, well, she has. I know. They have a gym. Oh my god! What? Sorry, said, no offense. I'm not trying to judge, but I'm <laughs> judging. Like I would not go to. Do not go to a gym, people. Like well, do or, online workouts or work out outside and run. A gym is literally the grossest place you could be. Do I not would, go to a gym. Stay the fuck away from your gyms. My. Uh, what has guided almost all my decisions throughout this has been protecting my parents. So. Uh, the fact – so, all right, let me finish her question because she she's going to see her parents. So she said, when I told her I'm going to my parents' house this weekend, she said, well, that poses a problem. Yeah, it does. If my if this was my sibling – sorry, I'm jumping in already, but I'm like, I'm like upset about this because I like – I'm the older sibling, so I feel a responsibility to like still be controlling like I was as a child even though we're all adults now. That never get changes. Right. And so I like – and my my siblings live like within like – 15 minutes of my parents, whereas I'm across the country. So I still try to control things from across the country. <laughs> so, but when I found out that like my siblings, you know, during the flat and the curve period, and now, now we're going to like see my parents, like I yell at them about anything they're doing. I'm like, you are not allowed to see anybody else. Like you need to sanitize. You need to wear mat. Like, are right. you seeing anyone else? Like you cannot because you are exposing mom and dad to anybody that anyone you see has been exposed to. And well, that's basically why I've been insane with following the rules because my parents are are who are uh, are you know we talk about risk. pods. Yeah, they're at risk. And I, after having not seen them for three months, I was like, okay, I, par- my my parents are going to be in my quote unquote pod, and I'm going to be able to go stay with them for weekends and stuff. Um, and because I'm doing that, I have to be hyper vigilant with everything else that I do. So like. That's kind of why I haven't done outdoor dining or I haven't done anything that might be okay but could pose any kind of risk because none of it is worth it if I'm going to see my parents. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, finish this letter. So yeah. So she said – she said this because she plans to go there this weekend also. So she said said that poses a problem. 
just to go back. Right. So basically the sister isn't so much, I think, concerned about her seeing the parents, but it's like she doesn't want to see her sister. Okay. Well, because uh, she's pregnant. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she says, that comment made me feel so hurt and as if she views me as irresponsible. I feel as though she is telling me not to live my life because of her anxieties. However, I have been cautious throughout this whole pandemic. Am I being insensitive? Um. Okay. So normally I feel like we – I. I feel like usually we'll view on the side of the person writing in because I don't know they're our listener, but I have to say you are being insensitive. I hate to have like a wake up call to you, but like my friends that are pregnant are scared shitless. Their immune system is down because they're pregnant. They don't want to get sick. I was terrified of getting the flu when I was pregnant with Rilo. Yeah. I was so scared. I, like I at some point like refused to hang out with people if they hadn't had a flu shot. And it's not like you're you can like brush it off as somebody's like anxieties, but like these are real health risks that's why they say get flu shots for people that are like pregnant or newborns or elderly people that are at risk so like you don't want to get coronavirus when you're pregnant it's all bad like you might have to get like the baby delivered early like like you just don't want to get you nobody wants to get coronavirus you could deliver a baby in a in a medically induced coma right it could be very bad So so i do think you're being insensitive i also don't think you've actually been as responsible as maybe you think you have been like a wake up call. I know your area is like opening restaurants and gyms, but just because things are available doesn't actually mean it's a, that they're always safe. A lot of it has to do with like politics and pressure and partisan uh, decisions that because weirdly something that's like a scientific global pandemic has become like a partisan issue. So I don't know where you live, but just because a gym is open doesn't mean it's okay to go to a gym. Gyms really should not be open. If you look at the numbers, gyms should not be fucking open. You should not be doing indoor dining like that. Like you just shouldn't. And so you've been going to these things and like, honestly, I wouldn't want to be around you either if I was pregnant and I wouldn't want you around my like elderly parents. And, but I will also say like, (laughs) sorry, that's harsh. And you probably are going to stop listening to the podcast, but like, that's, that's the truth. I mean, yeah. And like, obviously this is all new. Uh, it's, we're all learning how to navigate it and we've all come out of a really difficult first like three months of this and some people were more eager than others to like be a little adventurous and try things and you know you wanted to go to the gym and you went to the gym and whatever but I mean I went to a hotel like your, so I'm yeah. probably being judgy and I can like pick and choose what's okay and what's not but what I'll, what I'll say is that's your comfort level but you should I read a quote it like the New York Times wrote something about how to throw a COVID safe barbecue and this was like a hosting tip but they were like you should be respectful for, think of the person that's attending that is the most cautious and that is the the level at which you should be operating like be as cautious as the most cautious person in your group to be respectful of their boundaries oh i love that um and so like when you're meeting with people like that i feel like that is something you should keep in mind um now i think that like there is a way for you all to see each other safely if you go outside if you go in a backyard and like truly stay six feet away from one another, like for real, because I think that sometimes the six feet starts out six feet and then people inch closer and closer. Uh, but because you've been exposed and you're around your parents who are probably high risk and your pregnant sister who is high risk, uh, you really have to like follow those rules. Yeah. So like I think you – I would say to your sister – it's probably safe for us all to be together if we go outside and and I will maintain my distance and I'll even wear a mask. Um, 
So like there's a way to do it, but I think you need to be respectful of of her comfort level. Right. Yeah. And like maybe I'm being unfair to like but but honestly, I probably wouldn't I wouldn't I'm going to quarantine before I see my parents for two weeks. You know what I mean? Like yeah. so I would not have like gone to a hotel and then go see my parents or go see somebody right. that's like at risk. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so even good th- luck even with th- that. Even though I still might be being, un- being unfair and judgy because I just went to a hotel. But um, anyways. All right. What else we got? <laughs> good luck, Anand. Okay. Next up, we have a question from our listener, Deanne. Um, and Deanne has a wedding question. So she says, I have a question in regards to a wedding taking place in August, which is this month. Uh, she says, yes, I can't believe it's still happening either. I find myself in a hard place. My boyfriend will be there as his best friend's groomsman, not something he would back out of. There will only be a limited number of people at the actual ceremony part of it, but the reception is in full swing. I feel like I am at a really weird place now. What do I do? I don't want to go out to a crowded area during a time in which virus cases are surging. But if I don't go and he goes, how does that work if we are staying together? I could possibly get infected anyways. Please give me some best friend advice on this. Also, I continue to love your show. Thanks for still working on the podcast. Ugh, this is uh, tough. So I like that. Yeah, you don't feel comfortable. And that's and I fully agree with you because I would not be going to a wedding right now. I didn't even know weddings were allowed to take place right now in big I mean, I, as somebody who had to cancel their wedding, when I, I've seen pictures of like weddings in, in like as close as New Jersey. People are having like big normal weddings. It's so selfish. It's it makes so me want to jump out of a freaking window because I'm like, what, what why do you think other you people putting- have to sacrifice but you don't? And, and also You're- like, do you want to be responsible for being selfish and throwing your wedding and then maybe being like that, like, what was it? Like a 40 year old birthday party. And that like, that like, like got like a million people, not a million, but like got like dozens of people sick. There've also been lots of stories of people getting sick at weddings because weddings are just like everything. uh, All the bad stuff in one All the high risk things. If it's indoors, uh, if there's dancing, you know, you're shouting over loud music. uh, It's just, it's not great. As somebody that's trying to plan a wedding, I want to find the – I want to be optimistic about it. But really, there's no way else to look at it. It's not a good situation. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you about if your boyfriend goes and you don't go. Yeah, you are. You're getting exposed to your boyfriend. I mean, you could just tell your boyfriend like, hey, like this is just not safe. You, They need to be doing this outside. Like I don't want you to go. And like if you really want, you could – what I would do if you don't feel safe, I would say like – you need to quarantine for two weeks after this. I yeah, don't know. No matter what. Yeah. If you go, you have to quarantine for two weeks. I mean, afterwards. it doesn't sound like people that are willing to go to a wedding are going to be willing to quarantine for two weeks and like not see their boyfriend. You might think they're overreacting because it sounds like it's just like a, like a different temperature that I don't experience in New York. You know, it sounds yeah. like the, it just if I'm being realistic, it sounds like the conversation in this area or part of the country where this is happening is diff- very different. It's very different and it's irresponsible, but it feel it just sounds like it's very different. So, I mean, if I'm giving you like legit advice, I would just say not to go. Um, I, I would wear a mask could. if there are truly a limited people at the ceremony. But like, it but makes also no the sense. truth is yeah. the the mask is going to protect other people. It's not going to protect you. It'll That's protect a you a little bit. The mask, a little bit. 
my compromise, I would say you said that there's like a limited number of people at the ceremony, but it's a full size reception. Maybe you can attend the ceremony masked and keep your distance from people just to like show up and show face, whatever. And maybe don't go to the reception. Like if it's a big reception, they might not notice anyway. I don't know. But either way, I understand that you're in a – maybe your social circle is has a different approach to this. But I really would be very careful if you attend this event not interacting with certainly older people or any high-risk people. But like I would strongly urge you to quarantine yourself. Yep. Um, we hope that's helpful. If any of you listeners want your questions answered, email us at contact at thisiswhythepodcast.com. Please be concise. Paragraph or less if you want it on the show. You can also find all of our contact info on our website at thisiswhythepodcast.com. Next, we're going to dive into this week's topic. But first, let's thank our sponsor. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Sakara. Staying healthy while staying at home shouldn't be an added element of stress these days. With Saqqara's immune-boosting meals, you'll replenish your body with essential nutrients to help you feel like your healthiest and best self. I'm a huge fan of Saqqara. I was like talking about them for a very long time to Angela, and she's like, okay, enough about Saqqara. And then, shocker, they became a sponsor, and Angela got to try the food. Girl, tell the people that Laura... (laughs) That Laura was right. That it okay. is the best thing ever. I uh, I get it now. It is really, really good. And you don't feel uh, disgusting after eating it, which is nice. Um, what do you mean? I, that's not oh, – you don't, you don't feel disgusting. You mean like opposed to eating to like, like McDonald's? Eating – well. And, or I mean, anything? Anything on, else? There's a spectrum. McDonald's is on one end of the spectrum. And then Sakara <laughs> is on the other. Yeah. I would say, you know, there's other things in between also that are good but maybe – make you feel like heavy. Like Sakara is very light, which is nice. Um, the other thing that I didn't realize about them, but I really appreciate is they're also like totally gluten-free. So if you um, are a gluten-free person, the food's really, really good. Like it's the best gluten-free pasta that I have had so far. Like they have oh. very good chick-free, chickpea gluten-free pasta. I didn't know um, that they were all gluten-free. That's cool. I, I knew that that was like an option you could do, but um, that's great. I, well, all the meals that I got were Oh, I love Saqqara. I think it tastes good. And I'm not even joking. Like my skin is better. My hair is better. I have more energy. I sleep better. Because like you said, Angela, I don't feel like heavy or like weighed down. You know, there's like, I don't want to name names, but there's some places that it's like pretend healthy food. And then you just don't feel good afterwards. This is like healthy food where you feel a difference. Like you have more energy. Your skin is better. You can like see it in your body. So anyways, tell people what (laughs) Saqqara is. Okay, here's the lowdown in Sakara. Sakara is a nutrition company that focuses on overall wellness, starting with what you eat. Their organic, ready-to-eat meals are made with powerful plant-based ingredients, and they are designed to boost your energy, improve your digestion, and get your skin glowing like Laura's. Um, The menu of creative chef-crafted breakfast, lunches, and dinners changes weekly, so you'll never get bored. It's delivered fresh anywhere in the United States. Along with delicious meals, Sakara also has daily wellness essentials like supplements and herbal teas to support your nutrition. To boost results, try the best-selling Metabolism Super Powder, an all-natural remedy for bloating, weight gain, and fatigue. I actually um, have tried that and it it does work. 
See, I just did the meals, but you can pick and choose whatever you need for for your lifestyle. Sakara has received rave reviews from Vogue, Goop, The New York Times, and more. Very cool. Right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off your first order when you go to Sakara. That's S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash single. Enter code single at checkout. That's Sakara S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash single to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash single. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Coors Light Summer. It is without a doubt that summer is going to look a bit different this year. It already does. It already has festivals, weddings, Angela, <laughs> just brunching with friends all seem like things of the past. But just because our plans might change doesn't mean summer is canceled. I don't know. Is it canceled? Yeah, I'm having a great time this summer. (laughs) Uh, It's up to you. But, you know, I genuinely have been enjoying the sun, doing a lot of picnics and And, and cracking open a beer. Yeah, drinking. Definitely drinking. And when I do have that time to maybe see some people and and have a drink. I appreciate it all the more than I did before. Right. And Coors Light, it's a mountain cold refreshment and it is made to chill. Tell people what is up with the Coors Light. Okay. So like we said, this summer is going to be like um, unlike any other. um, uh, And while some of our favorite events might be postponed, like, oh, I don't know, our weddings, summer isn't. So social distancing has pressed pause on many of our typical plans and left us feeling like summer is postponed. But it's it's not, guys. Summer is still out there. You just have to work a little bit harder to find it. Coors Light wants to make it easier for you to chill this summer and give you a break from the stress and pressures of daily life. Plus, the new Coors Light summer can... Um, Summer Can does the work for you. It features sunglasses that literally turn blue when the beer is cold That's and ready my favorite to drink. Part. That's my favorite part, Angela. <laughs> A little science there. Um, so when you choose to turn off, reach for one for the one beer that's made to chill. Literally, it is made to let you know when it is chilled. That's right. That's why Coors Light, it's the one we choose when we got to chill. When we need that moment of chill, so when you want to reset the summer, reach for the beer that's made to chill. You can have Coors Light delivered, this is my favorite part, by going to get.coorslight.com and find local delivery options near you. Cannot forget this. I need to include this in the ad, and I'm happy to include this. Celebrate responsibly, guys. This is from Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This week's topic is socializing in a COVID world. Unfortunately, we are living in a COVID world. Yes, we we are. to be social. So I think that the best way to approach it, I've seen this uh, written other places and I totally agree, is if you think of it like sex. So basically, you should never be unprotected with somebody who is being unprotected with other people and not telling you about it. There needs to be clear communication about – who you're being unprotected with. And if you're going to socialize unprotected, there needs to be a trust there. And that's why people are potting. You know, they're getting exclusive exactly. with friends. Yeah. I hear the way that like certain friends talk about seeing other people and um, and I judge them for it because I should because it's the safety of myself and my family. And I'll only hang out with people that are being as safe as I'm being. I had a friend that I went to see at the park who like 
like we were doing like a social distancing hang with some of the moms, like a picnic where we were all kind of had spread out blankets. And this one mom showed up and started like hugging all the moms around and like reached out to hug me. And I was like, I like, it was so fast. I just like, like she hugged me. And then I was like, uh, she's like, I don't care. But like, from then on, I was like, cool. I'm just not going to see her anymore because if she's hugging like all the moms here and myself, like what she's clearly just not being as safe as I'm being, I would not go and hug someone. It's just irresponsible. So, and I felt like rude. I, it was just very uncomfortable. So I, at this point we know outdoors is safer than indoors by, by, by a long shot. So we're at the mercy of the weather. Yeah. You know, that has been difficult. I would say. Sure. I it's ha- going to rain. You're going to have to reschedule shit and like, do not eat indoor. I just wouldn't do it. Just wait, you know, like just wait. Um, I don't know. I've been doing a lot of picnic hangs and a lot of park hangs. And like, yeah, one day, uh, like on Rilo's birthday, it was supposed to rain. And so one of the moms that's in my quarantine circle was like, do you want to just come over to our apartment? And like, even though she's in my quarantine circle, I was like, you know, I got to be honest, like I haven't been to anybody's apartment and like they say it's safer outdoors. And like, and she was like, I didn't even think about that. That's true. Let's just meet a little earlier. And then if it rains, we'll go home. And so she was very sweet about it. And and um yeah just wear masks masks work last week we read the story about the hairstylist that had covid but they wore masks and they're like over 100 100 clients did not get covid so just be outdoors and wear masks and like wash your hands and like that's literally it and just don't be in a big giant group and you'll be fine one thing that's been really interesting is the bathroom situation because, you know, you're doing all these outdoor hangs. Bathrooms park, are whatever. disgusting. They say put the lid down before you flush because they totally. say it's called, literally called like a COVID plume. Like there's so much coronavirus and shit. Literal <laughs> feces. Right. And then when you flush, you get a little tornado of coronavirus and shit. Yeah. Which is just a lovely visual. So, but I mean, the fact is you're going to the park, you're drinking and like people are going to have to use the bathroom. So. Uh, you got to like think about these things. So for me, I was I live near the park. So I was at the park with my friends. We all had to go. Uh, and I wasn't going to like make my friends go in a public restroom or like pee their pants. Right. So my compromise was I had everybody line up outside, like outside my building outdoors. Uh, everybody put a mask on and one by one, I let them into my apartment to pee. And then when they were done, I like Lysoled and Cloroxed my bathroom. <laughs> good and and i and i told and literally like you have to get like tmi with people but i was like please put the toilet seat down when you flush because as you said there will be a plume a plume i put it less elegantly than a plume but everybody uh they they did as they were told which was great good Mm -hmm. i think that's that's great um so angela you found these uh, epidemiologist Julia Marcus and Ellie Murray, they created a chart that talks about like the spectrum of risk yes. and like harm reduction. And so, I really, I have to say, I really recommend following Julia Marcus on Twitter. She, like she's an epidemiologist, but she's also somebody who really advocates for finding a way to like get out and socialize because she believes in that being healthy for people. And she basically emphasizes that it's not binary. It's not either totally isolated or open up the country completely. Like there is an in-between and we need to like figure out what that is because she actually is a person that equates it to sex and how like abstinence only education doesn't work. So like same thing with saying don't do anything ever doesn't work. Like you need to tell people how to do things safely. 
So the safest you can do is obviously be alone with housemates and stay home as much as possible. And then the highest risk would be indoor gatherings, which Angela and I do not advocate for at all. Like if you do have to go indoors to do your grocery shopping, you do that. But then like just get out of there. I don't it's not worth going to a gym. It's not worth eating indoors. Just like eat outdoors. And then in between that is like the outdoor activities that Angela and I have suggested a lot, like doing picnics, walking your dogs, doing bike rides, like all those things I've done and outdoor gatherings. I would not hang out with like a big group of people, but, um, but anything outdoor, outdoor dining, any of that stuff is, is fine. Don't share food. Like that was a little awkward. Cause I did like a picnic and like brought like some like crackers and cheese and people were like, Oh, can we eat these? And I was like, um, and I was like, Oh, let's like separate that. It was very awkward. But, um, but um, yeah, so I've read things where it's like if bring you're having your own a gathering, like if you're yeah, either bring your own food or I've read stuff like if you're hosting, like buy little like prepackaged individual bags of chips to give out to people, you know, yeah, that's great. Um, All right. So that's it for for that. And now it's time for our weekly rundown. It's our weekly rundown where we tell you some news stories we've been reading. What you got, Angie Pie? Okay. So I read this great interview in Vulture with Thandie Newton, who I really enjoy from Westworld. Um, she was interviewed by E. Alex Jung, who is also a wonderful interviewer. He always gets like the best stories out of people. So two really interesting things that she talked about. One was that um, she was going to play the Lucy Liu part in the Charlie's Angels movie. Uh, oh, that's many fun. years ago. She had like I think she was cast and then she decided to back out because the producers made her really uncomfortable. Um she has like a history of sexual abuse um and stuff with like people within the entertainment industry and like when they were pitching the role to her they were like, "Oh, like the first scene we're going to zoom in on your ass and it's going to look like uh, a road. It's going to be like two yellow lines down a road but then it's the stitching on your on your jeans and your butt and she said like right there she decided what? to walk away from the movie oh my god that's so gross which and i'm sure that happens to a lot of women in hollywood so i really love that she was able to walk away but she also said that um and sh- she named names bandy newton is naming names she said I love Amy pascal uh was one of the producers on the movie and uh the role had been written as like uh, she's been to university, blah, blah, blah. So they were like, well, because you're playing it, we should probably change it, right? And she was like, what do you mean? And they're like, well, like not to be politically incorrect, but, uh, you know, maybe she should get up on a table and shake her booty. And she was what? like, shake my booty? Wait, like she couldn't no. have – I don't get it. Like Thandie because- Newton doesn't look like she'd gone to inter- university. Well, that but, literally well, makes – And then I don't even – I actually don't even talking about like – political correctness i don't understand that association it's insane and it's literally obviously has, the like, amy pascal danced around it she never said it but it's because vandy newton is black but she vandy newton was like i've been to university I actually went to cambridge and i wouldn't do any of those things that you're describing that's insane i can't believe it was amy pascal too. yeah wow well she had she had like her emails leaked during that sony thing oh, right and, and they she were bad. Was like they're bad mm-hmm. right that they were true. a little bad. Oh yeah, then she, was was, like, she was like underpaying women. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, I know. I feel like. Oh my god, that's insane. 
But don't you love that? And Thandie I love Newton that she like, named names. She was like, oh, I have so many more stories to tell in my deathbed. But the other one that I thought was really interesting was she talks about working with Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible and what a psychopath he is basically. And she was saying like they were filming this scene and she had really shitty lines so it wasn't really going well. And he got really frustrated and he made them – switch roles and he was like I'll do your lines okay I'll do your lines the way you're supposed to Wait, do them you're never supposed to give actors a line reading and she said it was obviously not helpful and terrible and then she also said uh this is a quote from her she says I remember at the beginning of the night seeing this slight red mark on his nose and by the end of the night I kid you not this is how his metabolism is so fierce he had a big white head where that red dot was it would take anyone else 48 hours to manifest a zit I saw it growing and it was like the zit was me just getting bigger and bigger <laughs> oh my god she's funny she's great um but yeah she was like I she I guess she kind of just quietly took it at the time because of like the power imbalance. But she was like, if that happened now, I would pop that zit right off his face. Oh my god, she's funny. I did. That's so funny. <laughs> I always love her. Yeah. So uh, I mean, no surprise there about Tom Cruise, honestly. But no. wow. But she also she tried to be like, you know, he really meant well. He was he's good hearted person, but he's just a maniac. Yeah. Well, you know, I have crazy stories about Tom Cruise, but we'll save that you for do. another podcast. We. <laughs> I'll, I'll give a little teaser. We, I was with Tom Cruise at like a, with like, there was just five of us. He had rented out like a whole club and we had like a dance party till like three in the morning, four in the morning. Yeah. Anyways. He's an eccentric guy. That was back in my tabloid days. All right. What I'm reading about, uh, E! Online. Um, although I hate, why am I crediting E! Online? Because this is an interview that John Legend did. Um, on the arm, the armchair expert podcast that is hosted by Dak Shepard and Monica Padman. So I really should just be crediting another fellow podcast. So they did an interview with John Legend and he talked about his history of cheating. Don't worry, not on the wonderful Chrissy Teigen. He said, definitely in my twenties, I think what happened for me, you go through a lot of your life in your teens. And I was younger than everybody in high school and college. And so I just didn't get a lot of girls when I started to get that attention. I loved it. But then obviously he met Chrissy and he says at a certain point, you realize you're just happier being honest. You're happier being faithful and being in love with just one person. And I just decided that person with Chrissy, I decided I wasn't going to mess with someone anymore. And I, I don't know. They're like my favorite couple. I just, I, 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 I like that he said, I don't know if this was common knowledge, but they had sex the first night that they uh, met. Yeah, I guess he says that they talked about it before, but I didn't remember. Um, I didn't remember that that fact in their history. I interviewed her while they were just boyfriend and girlfriend before they got engaged for Esquire magazine. And we did like a, I was like an hour, two hour long interview and they lived across the street from like a hotel on the Lower East Side. I can't remember the name of the hotel, but I'm sure it's in the Esquire interview and she she like gave me some quote about how she's like I walk around naked in my apartment all the time so like anyone staying at the hotel like gets a great show and she was like my my editor was like this is the best interview ever she's so (laughs) candid and this is like before she was famous and I was like she needs to be famous like she's so funny just had like the just the it was like the best quotes of any interview that I had done because I used to do that's why she's like made for twitter Oh, she's a genius for Twitter. Yeah, she's so great. Um, I love her like snarky tweets back at trolls. It's wonderful. And I would never have the guts to do that. 
God. She's tough. She's tough. She's got a thick skin. Yep. I do not. Um, well, guys, <laughs> that is it for this week's This Is Why podcast. Let us know what you think of the podcast. Keep telling us we're continuing to improve based on what you say. Check out our book, This Is Why You're Single, and my new book, Cinderella and the Glass Ceiling and Other Feminist Fairy Tales. They're both available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and we encourage you to go to your local indie bookstores and get them there. Yeah. You can also get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors. For a full list of our sponsors and the codes, check out our podcast page on thisiswhythepodcast.com. We're also on social, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at thisiswhypodcast. Please like and subscribe on iTunes. And thank you for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. Bye. This is why, this is why, pop culture, politics, friendship, dating, work, parenting, news. This is why, the podcast. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>